you have ever asked for a sign, then this episode is for you. A friend of mine and I used to pray this prayer, Lord, give me a sign. Not just any sign, Lord, you're going to have to hit me with a truck. This friend taught me to stop and smell the roses. Gloria taught me to trust and surrender. She taught me to seek out stillness, stillness with Jesus. And there, there is when I will know that those signs are meant for me. This episode I entitled, Holy Spirit Activate. Have you seen that uh, viral video that's gone around of uh, the Steve Harvey Family Feud game show where a contestant chooses a particularly special way to bring in luck as she's going into the final round? She asks Steve to step aside and she begins to chant and dance, Holy Spirit Activate. Well, I thought this was fitting as I've been thinking about how do we access the Holy Spirit? Where does the Holy Spirit reside? And what does it mean? What does it mean for the Holy Spirit to be a part of our life? Sometimes I think we wonder if it will hit us like a hit to the head, or maybe it's just an overwhelming feeling or knowing. In Christianity, we refer to it as epiphany. And I like that word, um, epiphany meaning a sudden manifestation, a perception of essential nature, or as I like to call it, the aha moment. Have you ever had a time in your life where you were seeking advice or direction, or have you ever asked God for a sign? And you might pray something like, Lord, give me a sign and then I will know the way, or then I will know you have confirmed that I have made the right decision. And then the sign comes and you look around and you wonder, is this the sign? I mean, I saw it, but I'm not entirely positive that that was meant for me. So then you go back to prayer and you pray, Lord, would you give me another sign? so that I know this was a sign? We find it so hard to trust today. And with all of the distractions of the world, that's understandable. It can be difficult to decipher such a message or the presence of the Holy Spirit. I have a dear friend named Gloria. And Gloria and I would talk about these signs and we would laugh and say a prayer, God, you're going to have to hit us with a truck. We're just too dense to see it otherwise. Gloria and I had a beautiful friendship, and she had a beautiful relationship with her God, and she loved to talk about him. Well, honestly, Gloria just really liked to talk. I have so many fond memories of our times together, but one time specifically, she taught me a life lesson that I've never forgotten. She and I had gone off to spend the day together, and we stopped for coffee, we did a little shopping, 
and then to lunch. And after lunch, we stopped at a garden center. We were walking around and discussing all the beauty and our garden plans. And my friend advised me to spend a bit more time slowing down and smelling the roses. My friend Gloria knew that I kept myself busy. And after the loss of our son, I threw myself into my career. If I kept myself busy and I didn't allow myself to stop and feel the void, then I wouldn't feel the grief. I could survive, but she knew that I needed to slow down and take in the world around me. And she knew that in the quiet is where I would hear God. My sweet friend passed away that winter after a long battle with cancer. And in the weeks to follow, filled with grief, and keeping myself busy to get through, I found myself one Sunday morning running around, I'm sure preparing for something, maybe checking to see if the coffee was on or or preparing for Sunday school at church. And when church had just begun, I snuck in, sliding into the pew and collapsing into the seat next to my husband when I exasperated. I feel like I've been hit by a truck. I was exhausted and overwhelmed, and when I looked up, I saw the stained glass window with Jesus in the center. And I remember hearing those words from my friend and rehearing those words in my mind that I had just proclaimed, I feel like I've been hit by a truck. I knew in that moment that this was my sign. The many times that Gloria and I had prayed for Jesus to just give us that sign and asking to be hit by a truck, Jesus had done just that. I had kept running. I had kept busy, and it was my way of surviving through the pain of another loss. And my sweet friend knew this was my nature. And just months before her passing, instructing me to slow down and smell the roses. I'm certain that this message was inspired and instigated by my friend partnering with the Holy Spirit to give me a sign that I could not refuse. This is what I know for sure. Hearing, witnessing, and trusting the Holy Spirit at work takes practice and stillness. And in those moments when you've wanted or needed something or were hoping for a particular thing to happen, The moments when you start praying harder than you pray on any old regular day. Maybe the type of prayer that you can feel in the depth of your heart. Prayers of desperation and necessity. The kind that just take you right to your knees. The kind of prayer when you are praying to pass the test, get the job, that the kids will stay asleep. Praying for a good outcome from a doctor's visit are praying that you or your loved one will get well. Or the agonizing prayer of the person praying that their loved one will live just one more day or one more moment. Those are the moments we want more than anything to be able to feel the Holy Spirit rain down upon us. And know with the utmost confidence that the message that you hear is meant for you. I pray that when the Holy Spirit falls upon you, it's like a rush of sweet, fresh air. You see, there's going to be times when we feel disconnected from our Maker. The moments we just can't seem to find our way. 
And this is when we must slow ourselves. Take a moment, sit back, take a breath, and breathe in the answer to all of our prayers. Only to realize that the answers have been there within our reach the whole time. The Holy Spirit resides within us, and we can access it without a chant or a dance, but just in the stillness of our hearts. I heard this passage once, and I believe it was from The Course of Miracles. It was a conversation with God, and it went something like this. Lord, who am I? I asked. To which the Lord responded, You are not your body. And again I asked, well, if I'm not my body, who am I? The Lord responded, you're not your mind. And again I asked, if I'm not my body nor my mind, who am I? And again the Lord responded, you're not your body, you're not your mind, and you're not your soul in the sense that you perceive it. Now frustrated, I asked, if I am not my body, my mind, or my soul, what am I? To which the Lord responded, I am. Now, if you're like me, you're like, what the heck did that just mean? It's way too deep for me to understand. But reading through the lines and studying this passage, ultimately what the writer is sharing with us is that it means that God is all-encompassing. God is not separate from us. We cannot distinguish that God is our mind, our body, or our soul, but rather we are one. Today we live in a a world where we reward busy. People remain busy as if it's a trophy for us to show to the world. And with social media today, in our relaxing moments, we have the luxury of scrolling through post after post, comparing ourselves to the highlights of others. The before and after pictures of weight loss, the announcements of a promotion, the filters used for a perfect selfie, The Pinterest-inspired family photos are consistently posted to feed our self-sabotaging thoughts, therefore stealing our peace in our quiet moments when we should be listening to our inner voice and being mindful and grateful for all that surrounds us. We find ourselves instead that we're comparing ourselves to a make-believe world and expanding our inadequacies. When John the Baptist and Jesus traveled to Samaria and they brought upon the people the presence of the Holy Spirit, I believe that it was an aha moment for them. The Holy Spirit's always been accessible, and sometimes we just need a reminder to confirm that we are one. Throughout the Bible, the Holy Spirit is referred to as the breath of God. The Holy Spirit brings life and fills us with the power of God. God is within us, and not only does the Holy Spirit reside within us, it is us. We don't need to chant in order to activate the Holy Spirit. We simply must slow down, slow our bodies, our minds, and just breathe. From my heart to yours, love, Jody. Mm-hmm.